Welcome to episode 16 of the Outer Rim News Podcast. I'm Ashley Wilbanks, and of course, as always, my co-host from Savannah, Georgia, Austin Gordy. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, what's up this week, man? Not much, man. Just um, not as much. It's not busy. It's not as busy at work, so I've just been, you know, uh, just kind of chilling out during work and then, you know, squeezing in some time for Battlefront, and then definitely at night I'll I'll play... I play a good bit of Battlefront, and uh, it's been going great. Well, I know you play a good bit of Battlefront at night because uh, I'm playing with you at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's so fun, man. I, it's like it's like that's the best part of that game is getting to jump in with you or like just anybody, man. Just getting to, to actually play with friends, like you know, it's just great. Like I mean, the to me, the game's already great with the graphics and the. And the, you know, the gameplay and all the, just the cool stuff, you know, but then you get to like jump in with your friends and you're just like, you know, cover me or, you know, I've got some ties on my tail or something, you know, and it's great. Oh, that is fun. One of the coolest things I like about the game though, is we've only had it for so a few, you know, some, you know, we hadn't had it very long right now. Every time I go in it, I find something new, something fun about the game that I haven't seen before. Like... Up until two days ago, I'd never played any of the, uh, the what is it, the flying? Like the hero vehicles? Well, well no, not, not just that, but I'm talking about the whole fighter squadron uh, game style. Game oh, style, oh, just basically you, that, that, that type of match. You've never played the fighter yeah. squadron version? Yeah. And, and dude, I played that uh, one time after you had talked up about it um, the night before. That next day, I went in and I started playing that one time and i was hooked yeah i just started playing the <laughs> heck out of that for like two days yeah it's and fun then, uh, i'm gonna tell you my favorite absolute favorite thing to drive aside from the hero vehicles like slave one or millennium falcon is the a-wing fighter yeah man that, that thing that thing can maneuver really really <laughs> yeah. good yes it can it's it's really good like i've at first i would like I, you know the a-wing is always one of my favorites especially when i was younger for whatever reason i just loved that particular fighter but as I got older, you know, my love for the X-Wing fighter grew and grew and grew. But like, so I kind of shunned it for a little bit on the game. I'm just like, you know, ah, you know, the A-Wing, it's going to be not as powerful. And I just, you know, I'm going to stick with my X-Wing. But I've gotten to where like the A-Wing gets gets it done. Like it's, it's crazy because people, it, yeah, like you said, it's really maneuverable. People, it's hard for them to hit me. Like I'm, it's easier for me to, to like break missile locks and stuff like that. It's. It's mm-hmm. really good, and of course, man, playing the hero vehicles, like every like I've I've gotten to play the Millennium Falcon twice now, and it's so fun. Like I mean, it just it, you really feel like you're flying in the Falcon, especially when you're shooting at people. Like it's so much easier to blow them out of the sky, because even mm-hmm. the Slave One, I felt like was like it. It still you know takes a good bit to take people out of the sky, but the Millennium Falcon is just it just wipes wipes through. Like it's so great when you get it. Yeah, it is. It is. And unfortunately, I haven't been the Millennium Falcon yet, but I have been Slave 1 for a brief time period. And uh it was it was fantastic. I I enjoyed it. Uh got to I mean, just the weapons on it. Uh, it oh, it sounds just like Slave 1 from Attack of the Clones. Right, exactly. And it's when, and I love the the perks on it, like especially the radar jammer. That thing really comes in handy. Like I didn't realize how much it would. But I'm sure people get so angry when they're trying to like lock onto me and fire. And I, and I, I was when I was flying it, I just had it perfectly timed, so that anytime I was in a pickle, I was able to throw that thing on because it would recycle, and people mm-hmm. couldn't lock onto me. So I'm just, it was great. And plus, they take a beating like the the hero vehicles. They're good about taking a beating. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, you could you can sit there and get pounded and pounded and pounded, and. Just, not even care you're, sh- you're shooting killing other you know destroying other vehicles and you're just taking a beating and keep going which is which is really cool but um I, you know we can't talk enough about star wars battlefront it's such a great game i know that it's taking some heat from hardcore gamers because it may not be the game that they wanted but for star wars fans man it is absolutely right. fantastic which to be honest fun, though fun. to to be honest like everything i've read about like the reviews on it have all been the same consensus and i and i agree like i, I feel like it, it it like as great as the game is i feel like 
some of the stuff that they complain about doesn't make it that bad. Like, I mean, it's, it's more just something to complain about, but to be honest, like, I mean, the grass, like, like I, I was even reading a review where they, people were talking about how they couldn't believe that this game doesn't have like stuttering and, and, you know, just problems with, with graphics. Cause you would think, cause it's got so much going on, especially when you have a lot going on on the screen and you have you mm-hmm. that, what is it? 60 frames per second. Like it's, you know, it's a high frame rate for these yeah. next gen consoles. They were thinking like, how can it be so smooth? And I agree. It's so great. Like, I mean, it looks great. The only thing is the lack of content. I mean, there, but like, but you know, there's going to be more, we just had the foundation. That's why I feel like the reviews are kind of, I don't know, with this type of game, it's too early because, because to me, it's like you want to, you want to comment on, on kind of like the basis of the game. The only thing I really complain about is, is there's no campaign. And I feel like, cause there's people that like me, I, I love a good story in a game. I'm not just one of those that gets it just so I can hop online and just try to prove to everybody how great of a first person shooter I am. Like, mm-hmm. I, cause I suck at it. <laughs> I really suck yeah. at it, but it's like, I do, I do enjoy the campaigns and the stories that they come up with. And the lack of campaign is a little disappointing, but it, to me, there's just so much content there. I can see why they just didn't even bother because it really is. There's just so much to do on there, you know? And I feel like they probably just wanted to, to put their strengths in the, you know, in the, the right pot. Like they're just like, look, we, we want to focus on it being a, a great experience first. And not yeah. have to worry about the campaign as much because when you do put the campaign on there, it's probably going to have to suffer a little bit. But um, but yeah, it's you know people you know hardcore gamers are like, oh, there's there's no campaign or there's you know it doesn't have that much content. To be honest with you, there's a lot of content. I mean, to even though there's really there's not a whole lot, there still is a lot of content. And then we haven't even gotten to the Battle of Jakku yet. You know, it's coming out next week. And there's plus the season pass, so you're gonna get. There's gonna be a whole bunch of new maps and heroes and all kinds of stuff. So it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a huge game. Oh yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's gonna be. It's gonna be huge. And like you said, next week we get the Battle of Jakku, and I can't wait for that. Absolutely can't wait. We're in position. I'm gonna cut across the axes and try and draw their fire. On the, on, a, on another note, we have lots of news this week. Uh, it seems like as we get closer and closer to the Force Awakens. The news just doesn't stop. It just keeps going, keeps going, keeps escalating until the big crescendo of December 18th, or in some people's cases, December 17th, when they go watch it at <laughs> 7 o'clock on Thursday night while I'm, yeah, while I'm, I'm sitting at home in anticipation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the first thing that I've noticed, we, we have a new uh, Verizon, well, not a Verizon, but a, maybe it is a Verizon video. Is it? It's a. It's a. There's a new video online that shows the first meeting between C3PO, R2, and and BB-8, which is just shot for the commercial. It's not really their first meeting, I don't think. Um, but it's a. It's, have you seen this video? I haven't. I haven't watched that one. I saw the one with Chewie um, and BB-8, but I haven't seen. I haven't seen this one where there. You said BB-8 is meeting 3PO and R2 for the first time. Yeah. Or yeah, supposedly. it's like. Yeah, it's basically a recreation of A New Hope when R2 and C-3PO crash on Tatooine and, and they they get out of their, their skate pod. Uh, you go that way, I'll go this way, but then they come back together and then they come up on a moisture farm and look who's there. It's BB-8. Oh, R2, look at this droid. Blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but... I just I just noticed it. It showed C three PO with a little red arm. It's brand new, so I th- figured it was worth covering. Um, speaking of news, I forgot I forgot to tell you about this though. Bef- before we head o- dive off into more news, so the kids and I and the wife went to Legoland in or the Discovery Center in Atlanta Saturday. Oh, cool! And, yeah, and they had this cool Episode One display. That you know uh, that probably the master builders had had created, and it was like three big dioramas. I mean, three huge dioramas. You can check out some of the pics on our official Facebook page at uh, facebook.com/slash Outer Rim News. And I didn't take pictures of all three displays because the lighting in there is so horrible. That the, the third one I really couldn't get. But the first display is like. Uh, 
in episode one when the Gungan army and the droid army are about to start fighting. They have they they have made that bad boy up with tons of little Lego minifigure battle droids and and the uh the armored tanks. And they even have it one of those tanks with Jar Jar hanging off the, the gun and you can pull this lever in the at the front of the diorama and the the tank just starts spinning around like when Jar Jar was hanging off of it and it started spinning. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they've done this little thing with fiber optics inside of the guns of the battle droids that, you know, they're all red so and, and blinking on and off like they're shooting. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Then that second uh, display is the pod race scene. And it's, yeah, it's got Sebulba and his uh, pod racer and Anakin and his pod racer. And the cool thing about it is you can actually race the two Lego pod racers. There's a, uh, yeah, there's there's two levers down there, one for Sebulba, one for Anakin. And you start them over there and then whoever, spin, you know, can turn that thing, the crank it the fastest, you know, will win. So the girls were sitting there, had fun racing Sebulba and, and Anakin. It was kind of cool. Then the the final one was just a, a outside view of the feed capital and inside of the hangar, and you can see Anakin's uh, Naboo fighter coming out of the coming out of the hangar, and you know you hit a button and the lights come on inside the hangar to light it all up, and it looks looks really cool, but I. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't know that I would have the patience to sit there and put all of that together. I mean, it. There's no telling how long it took these guys to build these Lego dioramas. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm. T you know, the displays are like. I don't know, eight feet long by six feet wide. You know, something right, ridiculous right. like that. Yeah, it's. And, if, if I don't have instructions, I can't. Like, I would probably just be like, I can't do this, but. You know, I, mean, oh, yeah. I know when I was a, I know when I was a kid, I used to love building all the different stuff, and I'd do Star Wars and Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff, just making my own Lego mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But um, now that they have the instructions, I mean, I love doing it. The thing is, is it's a, it's one of those like refresher thing. I mean, it's, it's great for like they've always said it's good for writers that having like writer's block, like go put together a, a Lego set. Cause it really calms really? your mind. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, I, I mean, I feel at peace when I'm building a Lego set. I mean, I love it, but I'm not at peace when I'm buying them. <laughs> That's why I don't buy them. They're so expensive. Oh my God. I'm just yeah, like, Oh, really? I mean, you know, I, it, and I really, and I, I was so upset because I had to pass up just because of, you know, budgets. I, I really just didn't feel comfortable spending the money, but it was the ghost from rebels. And it was like 50 bucks. It was marked down to 50 bucks at Walmart and I didn't get it. And I, I still, really? I'm still beat myself up over it. Like I want it so that? bad. It's been a couple of months back. Um, uh, they may still have it. I don't know. Cause they had like several sets. I don't know how long they were going to, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it afterwards, but yeah, it was like 50 bucks and, and it was, Oh, I wanted it so bad, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to, I can't afford it. You know, plus I was like, you know, we're going to have um, force Friday. I think it was, I think it, it was either right before or right after force Friday. It was, but it was just like, you know, I'm like, it's not in my budget. I'm not going to do it. You know, it's whatever. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't buy the Lego sets hardly anyways. I've got a T16, but that was a gift. And plus when I'm mm -hmm. buying stuff, it's usually the figures, you know, like the, the old 95 figures or the, the yeah. some of the new stuff. Well, that's understandable. Shoot. Um, yeah, the, the Lego stuff is, the, it's like gold. Yeah. I mean, the way they price that stuff, man, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's fun to sit there and put it together. Oh, definitely. Time yeah. consuming. Time consuming, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Very expensive. I know the Millennium Falcon for for uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, one hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah, see, I really want that one. Ouch. Like, I would love to have that and Poe Dameron's, uh, the Black X Wing. I would love to have that too. Like, oh, especially because of the fact that it, you know, you can rotate the little. There's like a little crank on it, and it likes they open the S foils and close them. I'm just like that is so awesome. Like it looked better than the than the uh, the electronic. Or I don't even know if it's electronic, but the you know the the one for the three seventy or th you know three seventy five figures. It's the one that everybody was reviewing that it was like bad 
rubber or plastic or whatever that it was made from. But the X, I, I was like, it's so sad that they have that version, but the Lego version's better. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, you know. And you know what's was well, not really weird or funny, but kind of sad. I was looking at uh, the Millennium Falcon. It's like a maybe a collector's edition or master build or something. It's like a huge Millennium Falcon, you know. And I think initially, it it came out probably ten years ago or so. And, and um, I want to say it sold for two fifty, three hundred bucks when it first came out. Are you talking about the one that came with Han and Chewie? <sighs> I'm not sure that it came with anybody, to be honest, but this is like a bigger version of the Millennium Falcon. It's like a true collector's, I mean, like thousands of pieces to put together. Oh, you're talking about Lego. You're talking about Lego. Okay, I got you. Yeah, Lego. And um, the thing sold, like I said, $250, $300 maybe. And today, you're talking about $1,600 still in the box. Man, yeah, I couldn't do that. (laughs) It's ridiculous. That's crazy. It's just like I I saw that the um like I was asking you about there the there's a Millennium Falcon that came out as electronic Millennium Falcon came out about ten years ago, um came with Han and Chewie, and uh, I think it was called the Legacy Collection or something like that. Oh yeah, the, uh, that goes for big money too. Yeah, because I remember it, it, I remember and I didn't get it. Of course, that was like ten years ago, but it was at Walmart on like in the clearance aisle for I, I want to say sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, man, I can have that right now and have it sold for 600 or something. You know, it's like yeah. big money. Would you sell it? Would you sell it? I probably wouldn't. I mean, that's the thing is I, you know, usually when I get this stuff, it's not to for reselling. It's it's for me, you know? So just yeah. like with autographs, like if I get an autograph, it's for me. It's, you know, a lot of times I'll have it personalized. It's nothing I, mm-hmm. I really want to profit off of. It's just kind of like for, just for me. So it probably wouldn't, but it's just the fact that if I had it, I would, I would be like, oh my God, you know. And speaking of, I actually, there's a new toy store that opened up near near my place here. Um, little old, you know, like a, a vintage toy shop. And uh, mm-hmm. I just went in to see what they had to do. They had all kinds of like old, you know, Star Wars figures from the, you know, from the 80s. Um, wow. A lot of them were uncarded, like they were just in little plastic bags that they had hanging up. Like, it was all real nice, the way they had them all put together and stuff. Like, they had, like, the guns that came with them and everything, but they were just in little little plastic slip bags, and they were hanging up. Um, you know, selling for about 10 to 12 bucks, depending on the figure. That was really cool, but I ended up finally finding my unicorn or my, you know, my whale, my white whale. This is, like, the ship I had been wanting for so long. Uh, they had the Outrider for, like, 14 uh. bucks. Really? And, uh, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I wanted that ship so bad. I've always wanted it and I finally find it. So now it's sitting on my shelf. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to make a trip to Savannah here. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, they got, and, they and, do. And, they had a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. What's the name of the shop? Uh, Misfit or land of Misfit toys. We have one too that's downtown called Planet Fun, but this one, this one's easier to get to, in my opinion. It's like back where my girlfriend used to live. Like they opened up right. It's so weird that they they opened there right where she used to live, but um, it's not too far from here. And uh, it's just you know, like I said, it's easier to get to. You don't have to worry about parking because it's not downtown, so they have parking, plenty of parking around. And uh, I mean, it's a small little shop, but they got great stuff, and they had a lot of Star Wars stuff. I and what's funny is I didn't even re- realize how much Star Wars stuff they had, like in the glass cases and stuff, until I'm walking out and I look, and I'm just like, wait, wait a minute! They, I mean, they had like you know the Adats and the you know the Snow Speeders and and all kinds of stuff just all in the cases. And they even have wow. I want to say I want to say they actually had the uh, the the aircraft carrier from for you know the, for GI Joe. The big, oh, wow. the big one. I think they had that in there. Maybe I don't know if all yeah. the parts were there. Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. But I do know that they had the the aircraft carrier there. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, that, that thing's big. Memories too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh well, that'll be something. Well, you know, too bad I'm not into GI Joe anymore. But right, I just I was just like I'm always amazed by like it's just an example of how great toys were back in the day. I mean, they're like here we you know here's this big set. You know, we used to have these great sets. I feel like you don't have that as much anymore. Not for some of these big licensed properties. I mean, they're getting back into it now, 
But mm-hmm. also, they cost an arm and a leg now. Back then, you know, they weren't too unreasonable. Wow. That is crazy. It'll be, I mean, that, like I said, I, I'm all over the place as far as my collection goes. Just today, I picked up soup cans, Campbell soup cans, a Darth Vader and a Yoda. The, <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, hey, the, wife, the apocalypse may come, and <laughs> yeah. Tammy's finally going to look at you and go, <laughs> I think it's time to open up those cans, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Can I think about it? <laughs> well, hey, actually, I didn't even buy it. Tammy's mama bought it for me. Oh, she, wow. She was, she, yeah, she had the girls, and, of course, took them to Walmart, and, of course, she's got to buy them something. You know, <laughs> just what grandmas do. They buy the, you know, buy the grandkids something. Right. And uh, apparently they were in the grocery section, and the girls saw the Star Wars cans on the shelf, and... And Tammy's mom was like, hey, I'll get these for Ashley. And the girls were like, he's not going to open them, Grandma. He's not going to open them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, she brought them home and and uh, gave them to me, and I stuck them on the shelf. And, and she said, you're not going to open them? And said, not. And he said, that's what the girls told me. I said, yeah, I'm not going to open them. <laughs> so I got them on my food shelf. I've got, you know, for where I keep some Star Wars-themed food, like, I got a Darth Vader and Yoda cereal boxes. Right, exactly. Never been opened. And the soup and some some fruit roll-ups or something. Uh, fruity stuff. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Stay on target. But, uh, okay, so on to some more news for the week. So this, this next piece is going to be a little bit of a Harry Potter Star Wars crossover. I don't know. Um, apparently the, the guy who plays Harry Potter in the Harry Potter series, Daniel Radcliffe, do you know him? Yeah. I mean, I know, he, I know uh, him from Harry Potter. Yeah. He, uh, has offered some advice to the new Star Wars cast. Um, this, this article is from the movie network. I don't know. I've never heard of the place, but oh, well, uh, he says, uh, when asked about, uh, dealing with, the pressures and and the newfound uh, fame and everything that goes along with being in a in a signature franchise like this he uh he's quoted as saying just enjoy it there's some weird there's some weird thing that i think people feel about franchises where they're like you do that so you can do other cool work franchises are fun you get to do stuff in franchises that you don't get to do when you're doing little indie movies you get to do stunt sequences and crazy action stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I can see his point. I, you know how some actors, Harrison Ford, prime example. He he springboarded from Star Wars and Indiana Jones, right, to these other movies that weren't so great, and yet he kind of poo pooed on the Star Wars franchise for a long time, right? Right, you you remember that he? I was yeah. like, yes, uh, I'll never go back to Star Wars, and he's always kind of had that that yeah, he's always been kind of just like I hate to say the word crotchety for him because I I it's like I kind of get where he's coming from, but at the same time, you know, you don't you don't turn on your fans, you know, so it's like I you got to kind of watch that, but he's always kind of had that thing where he just laughs it off as just oh, I just I can't believe people you know, obsess over this so much. It's just a movie, you know, like, yeah, like it, it, like it, well, and he admits it now. Like he definitely says, you know, that's what, you know, if it wasn't for George Lucas, I wouldn't have a career like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, <laughs> so you basically are apologizing for everything you've said in the past <laughs> because without star Wars, you wouldn't be anything, you know? Exactly. Uh, so Daniel Radcliffe kind of has a point too, but because some of these new people like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, even though they may have been in movies before, they've never been in anything like this, where where everywhere you look, you see their face now. You know, look at pictures of I mean, boxes and cans of food to toy aisles to the clothing aisles to. In some cases, jewelry aisles any, of any store, you're going to see Star Wars, and you're probably going to see their face. There's even big, 
they've just put up some new huge billboards in Hollywood, you know, promoting the thing. So you're you're seeing these people everywhere. I know Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. They're they're probably used to it because they've lived through this one time already. But these new guys have never experienced this. And I think what Harry Potter's trying to tell them is, you know, I know that you consider yourself quote unquote real actors. Right. And you want to do and you want to do the indie films and you want to do the Oscar worthy things. But while you're here, while you're in Star Wars, sit back and enjoy it. You know, don't let it fly by and and let it just be a springboard to something else. Enjoy this whole time because it may not may not happen again, even though I can see how it could be a headache for some people. Right. Because, you know, when you're, you, I do, I do get that, you know, when you're an actor, you know, it's, it's your, it's a passion, but you also just, you know, you're not going to get swept up in, in just every role you do where you're just like, that's, you know, like, this is my one and only, you know, you, you want to move on, you want to do different things, you want to try different things, you don't want to be defined by one role, but you know, I, at the same time, it's like, you've got to understand that, you know, if you got that role, that's because it was so you, you know, especially if you make it a good role. I mean, if you do it and then people just don't really care, then maybe it just, you know, it's, it is what it is and you move on. But like for people like, you know, Harrison Ford, I think with Han Solo, it was just, that was so much him, like that, he was that character that, you know, and we, and of course we fell in love with that character. So we love Harrison Ford. And now Mm -hmm. I think he's realizing that it's like, People love Han Solo, but at the same time, it's like, okay, they love me because that is who I am, you know, and you were born for that role, just like he was born for Indiana Jones. And, you know, he will always be known as those characters. Um, But I feel like, you know, if you're a good actor, you're going to move on and you're going to do other good roles and stuff too, but don't ever, you know, don't, don't shun, you know, your, your fans, especially like if you, you know, for like the force awakens, um, I think, um, this is Daisy Ridley's, is this her first movie? Uh, no, I think she, I want to say this was like her first, her first big movie or. Yeah. I think she was in another movie, a little small role, not a, not a star by any means, but just a small role in another film. If I remember correctly, I could be thinking that of my butt. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was in, um, I mean, she was on television, but she was, uh, she was in the in-betweeners too. And I didn't, I didn't notice her, but it does say she was. It says deleted scene, so maybe her part got deleted. Um, uh, but yeah, there's just only one other thing called scrawl. I don't know what that is. So, so yeah, then Star Wars. So yeah, this is really her big, her first big movie. She, the TV show was a, a like an NCIS or something. She played a dead person. Oh, I don't. Right. I'm not seeing it, but um, yeah, I'm not seeing that. But I mean, it could be somewhere. Maybe it's just not credited here. But yeah, um, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, with her, you know, it's going to be this whole new experience. I mean, of course, she's already been living it for the, you know, this whole year. But um, I'm digging how she's, you know, getting into it. Like, you know, especially for this being her first big movie. I, you know, I can't wait to see her in the movie. But I'm loving how she's handling it, just like John Boyega. Like I, I fell in love with that dude in the movie Attack the Block. He was great. And then when I heard he was going to get cast in this movie, I was really excited because I'm like, that dude was so good. And yeah. so, you know, I, and I love how he's handled, like he's loving the fans. He's, and you could, I love that they're having a great time with it and you mm-hmm. can tell it's kind of rejuvenated the original cast. Like, you know, you can tell they're part of something that's great. It's fun. Yeah. Have fun with it. And I, I really dig that. Speaking of those posters that, that they uh, released in Hollywood, uh, somebody on Twitter by the handle Toy Fiend, T-O-Y-F-I-E-N-D, posted, I like that name. Four, yeah, posted four of the the banners that he found at Times Square that, that somebody had put up. Uh, there's one of Han Solo, and he's and, and these are like long sideways banners. So you, ha- you have the Star Wars logo on one side, the character on the other, and doing something with a weapon like Han's got his you get a side view of Han holding his gun arm extended getting ready to shoot there's another one of Kylo Ren with the lightsaber out getting ready to looks like destroy somebody uh 
Ray with that long staff thingy getting ready to poke somebody. And then there's one of <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Uh-huh. And, of course, she's got the the uh, data screen in front of her with the, you know, the round, cir- the circles, like the, radar. the dots. And it, yeah, the radar-looking yeah. thing. But something interesting about this photo, this is the first time I've seen Carrie Fisher in any promotional stills, any video, any whatsoever surrounding Star Wars The Force Awakens, where she looks like Princess Leia to me. Everything else, she looks, I don't know if she's had plastic surgery or or something, you know. There's just a a marked difference between her look in those original films and today. And I know, hey, that she's 30 years different. She's 30 years older. I get that. I understand but but even facial features and everything seem different for but right here in this photo I'm like I, I I'm just looking at it and I'm like that's yeah that's that's her yeah that's I, I, I remember from Return of the Jedi yeah it it definitely I see what you're talking about yeah that definitely is a lot like her I, I mean I'm the, just, the, yeah that's good the eyes and and everything are are just that's the princess leia I know that's the princess leia I grew up with um, of course, Harrison Ford looks the same. Yeah, so he, he jumped. Really, he fell I mean, right back into it. He was, he just jumped right back into the role. He's, yeah, he's looking good. And I would say Mark Hamill looks the same, but we haven't seen him yet. I love the fact that they're keeping that a secret. Like I, I just want, I just want to be surprised whenever you know, whenever they make the reveal, whatever that's going to mm. be. Like, yeah. so happy that that hasn't gotten broken yet, but I'm sure it's. <laughs> It won't be much longer. Hopefully, it'll be before uh, the movie. You know, it'll be you know after the movies come out. So, Star Wars: The Force Awakens advanced ticket sales. I don't know if we talked about this last week or not, but you know they've already su- surpassed fifty million dollars in ticket Ooh, sales. Yes, pre pre ticket sales now. And uh, look out, Avatar! That, Here we're com- we coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, the the cool thing about this is. The runner-up to Star Wars: The Force Awakens is The Dark Knight Rises, and it had somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-six million dollars in 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 advanced ticket sales. That means Star Wars has doubled that, has doubled the 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 previous number one, and now, according to website Deadline, they are speculating that advanced ticket sales could go over $100 million by opening day. Oh, that's going to be so great. Oh. So that means that, that Star Wars, before it even opens, has already banked $100 million. That's more than, you know, most a big, huge hits make opening weekend. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, the figure currently is fifty-four million and could rise to one hundred million by the time the film debuts on December eighteenth. Here's why: Disney has only run a minimal part of its ad campaign. Are you serious? Wow. One non-Disney source says that figures are as low. Wait, hold on. Let me read that. One non-Disney source says that figure that figure is as low as five percent and is going to swell this coming week as we head into Thanksgiving, a prime time for eyeballs at the multiplex. Furthermore, we're also a month out from the opening. The fact that Force Awakens has reached $54 million in advanced ticket sales is stunning for both distributors and exhibs, whatever that is, exhibitors. Yeah, exhibitors. That's, that's ridiculous. It's already made more in pre-ticket sales than Fantastic Four made all showings, you know? Good. <laughs> this year. I'm just I'm just glad that it's finally getting its due, you know, and it's got the power of Disney behind it. Because, you know, I was explaining this to my girlfriend the other day. Um, you know, the thing about Star Wars is, I mean, it was still drawing huge crowds back in its heyday, like back in the early 2000s when we were getting the prequels. Yeah, and the old movies, but you know, at the same time, if you look at them, you know they had limited marketing. I mean, it was mainly toys that that helped market the movies. 
And yeah. it was those were indie movies, you know. Lucas Lucasfilm they paid for all of that. So of course, I mean yeah, they don't they were. you know, they didn't have Disney money or anything like that. I mean, maybe close to it, but not not in the disposable income that that Disney would have. And you know, most of the so money went into making the film. Exactly basically. right. They would go into making the film, and then you'd have your toy productions and video games, and that was it. And that it would basically sell itself, you know. But still, now that it has Disney behind it, not only does it have its, you know, the Lucasfilm, you know, trademark and the logo and everything, but you've also got Disney pushing it and just really going like, you know, you know, you want to see this movie, <laughs> you know, you love Star Wars, you know. And then the fact that, of course, that they're playing to the heartstrings of, you know, of the original series lovers, because that's what everybody's been saying all through the prequels. They're just like, you know, it's good. They ain't the original trilogy. And, you know, people, and they just know that that people really loved, I mean, that's where everybody's heart was, was in the original trilogy. But now it's like, you know, of course, we're going into the future. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, we, you know, it's not like we were like, well, he's going to be Darth Vader, but this is how he became, but we already knew, you know? So it's like yeah. it's a whole new game, but at the same time, it's it's still playing to like the the strengths that the original trilogy had. But man, I'm telling you, if they if Disney is not the smartest marketing geniuses, I mean, they're just like they knew they were. I mean, they knew they were going to be making big money. That's why they they paid four billion dollars for this this property, <laughs> and, yeah. and it looks like they're getting they're going to get every penny back. I agree, and four billion is probably on the low end. Definitely. I believe. I mean, the the company probably could have sold for double that. Probably so. Lucasfilm, and yeah, you know, we don't know what George was thinking when he sold the company, or, or maybe he, you know, for I take I'll take four billion. Yeah, great. You know, you will take four billion. But, <laughs> you yeah, will I'll take, take four, four billion. billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will take four billion. <laughs> um, here's some more news about the Force Awakens. Uh, last night, J.J. Abrams had a was at a fundraiser or Saturday night. He was at a fundraiser with Stephen Colbert, and he announced that the movie is finally complete. They've uh, they finished everything, put the finishing touches, uh, the final sound mix, and everything, and now it is ready to roll out to the masses in a couple of weeks or a few weeks yep and last night i was watching the uh did you did you catch the jimmy kimmel star wars special last night no i didn't unfortunately i, I started watching some of the stuff today i just didn't have time there was like a little game show with some little smart kid and and uh adam driver and carrie fisher and john boyega and daisy Ridley. so don't spoil it i gotta watch it Oh, I'm not. They, I was just going to say he, uh, Abrams was on there and they, they basically asked the same question about it. Like, is it, so we heard it's ready. And he said, yeah, the only thing, he said, the only thing that really they had to do, I think there was a few color correction things is what he said. But other than that, the movie's in the can. It's just finished. So, so yeah, that's, I'm so happy about that. Like, that's, that's great. Just goes to show, man, some of these movies, you know, you, you know, they, they bring it down to the last second, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he I still finished it in time. I mean, think about it; it was supposed to come out this past summer, so I'm glad he took the time to really get it right and said, you know, I'm glad he put his foot down and said, you know, we want it. I, I, I have to have it at Christmas. Like I can't, I can't deliver it in the summer, you know. But don't you know this guy has got to be a nervous wreck right now? Uh, man, I, you know, I would think so, but but at the same time, man, it's Abrams, and you've, if you look at his track record, he's. That dude is just great at, pro I mean, like just producing stuff. You know, what I mean, like he just, like he, you get, you, you tell him to make something, he's gonna do it, and he always looks like he's having the greatest time of his life doing it. Like, oh, and, and he looks, it's so funny too, because I'm always like, for like people like him, I'm always looking to see him just get broken down. Like you see how like Obama's been in office, and you see how <laughs> how aged he's become, you know, over the years. You know, because oh, yeah. that's a tough job. So you're thinking, like, man, Abrams is going to be like he's going to be balding and bags under his eyes, and just like <laughs> they're you're going to see him in interviews, and they're like, "So Star Wars," and he just he just jerks out of his seat, like, eh, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> yeah. And he's just like a, a wreck. But no, I mean, he's I'm surprised that he's as as uh, productive as he is. I mean, he's and calm and cool about it. Yeah, he he is. But if you, if you just think about it what we just talked about a few minutes ago with 
advanced ticket sales going for upwards of $100 million before the movie even hits, there's going to be this huge, huge expectations on this film. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another and, thing, too, is he mentioned, he was saying that he's, you know, he's nervous about, because he hasn't shown it to a crowd yet. He's, he's only showed the movie to, like, select, you know, family and friends and stuff like that. Little, mm-hmm. you know, like a person here and there. He said he hadn't, he hasn't shown it to a crowd yet. And that's where, you know, it's going to be nerve wracking. And like, I, oh man, I, I know I would be, I'd probably be throwing up outside. Like just <laughs> everybody's inside and the credits, like the Star Wars emblem. And I'm just going to run outside. Just, Whoa. <laughs> and to add on top of the, the ticket sales and, and just that pressure, this is the first Star Wars film without George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Just think, I mean, you're you're responsible for for ushering in Star Wars to a new generation without the creator of Star Wars. Yep. Just think think about the pressure that he's under for just for that alone. It's like the whole Star Wars empire that Disney's trying to create is on JJ Abrams' shoulders right now. <laughs> Pretty much. It, if this film tanks, it's on J.J. Abrams, you, you know? He he probably will get murdered. I mean, he will, like, there will be a lynching. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. It's going to be sad. You know, I'm going to, I'm you know, I can't do much about it. I'm just going to have to go like, no, y'all, wait, you know? He's, okay. He's still got to do another Star Trek film. Yeah, wait. <laughs> oh, well, he's done with those now. It's like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, do it. Uh, no, I Fast mean, and I, Furious I, guy. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to be in that guy's shoes. I mean, the the pressure he he must be under right now just is is crazy. Uh, it was also announced that the film has earned a PG thirteen rating, which is kind of surprising to me. Oh, so it did it did end up getting a PG thirteen. Yep. Uh, Probably for the PG- action. Yeah, I, I, stylized violence, I guess. You know. Doesn't, ever, doesn't necessarily have to be blood, just a lot of fighting, and they're going to throw a PG-13 at it lately. Uh, I'm sure if we were living in the early 80s, this would be a PG film. Oh, definitely, but, yeah. I mean, watch The Goonies, but, man. That was some language in that, and it was only PG. <laughs> yeah, really. But, um, but yeah, um, I was also going to ask you, did you, did you happen to catch... Um, at, I noticed that the American Music Awards Sunday, they had a tribute to Star Wars. I did not, but I did see it on YouTube the next day. Yeah, I was going to say I, I we ended up <laughs> I, that was the only part I watched. It, we we happened to turn it to the channel at the right time, and there was something going on. I think like Bieber danced, and I was like, ugh. And then they did Star <laughs> Wars, and I was like, all right. And then you know Harrison Ford came out, and you know, and I'm not. I hope this doesn't come off as like being anal or being crotchety, you know, but like, I enjoyed it. Like I loved it. I was like, yes, you know, like every time I see stuff like that, the recognition, I'm just like, yeah, suck it. Everybody, you know, like, mm-hmm. like star Wars is, you know, is, is your boss right now, but you know, they, they do it. And then they have this special musical number and they're like, yeah, we're going to have the full, you know, the full orchestra doing the score. And I'm like, that's great. And it's going to be featuring pentatonics. And I'm like, huh? Like, mm-hmm. I just get, it's like that, that was mainly like, I, you can tell that's part of the smart marketing that Disney's doing because the kids love pentatonics. Like, yeah. it's something about kids, they're just like, they're like, you know, that song was good, but you know what would make it even better? A cover with all voices. Like, I'm, I don't <laughs> get it. It's like all these, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but these glee club fanatics man like they they just want to they want to own the world like i get so sick and tired of hearing people do it saying they'd prefer the, that version of it as opposed to a real song and i'm just like man come on but anyway so pentatonics comes up there and does their thing and i'm like okay that's cute because they they did their vocalization of the of the imperial march and all that stuff at the beginning then the orchestra comes in and does it and i'm like yeah see that's awesome and, you know i'm sitting there and candy's digging it 
and then they join in with them and start doing their thing while the orchestra's playing. And I just was wanting to scream. Like if I was in that audience, I would have been like, stop it. Just shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was so dumb. I, I couldn't, like, I love the, I love the performance. Like I love the whole thing except them. Like I wish they had cut their mics off. Like I did not want to hear the actual, like if I wanted to hear that, then I would want to hear, you know, like, like me and you up there, just, just, it's almost like if they had handed me a microphone and I'm like, yeah, I love that score. I'm just like, like nobody wants to hear me do that. Like, you know, it just, it killed me. It killed me, dude. I was so angry. I was like, why do they have to why do they have to do that? Like that was so stupid. <laughs> and what, that's my rant of the night. <laughs> what trips me out? Do you have a picture of these cats in front of you from uh, the Pentatonics? From last night? Yeah. Well, from that from, from that performance, I I don't yeah, have it yeah. in front of me, but I remember it. Like I was like, well, the the chick is uh she's princess lay it up. I mean, it looks okay, but it's like whatever. Well, no, listen. Okay, so if you're looking at them from from left to right, you got you got dude over here on the left who's like Obviously, Kylo Ren, with the hood over his fa- over his head, and he's dressed in black and stuff. Then you got a, a take on Princess Leia with the buns on her head by the chick. Then the guy in the back, far back, is he's dressed in black, so I can only assume maybe Darth Vader-ish, Anakin from Revenge of the Sith. Then we skip over this other guy, and then guy all in white, who I can only assume is is uh representing the stormtroopers and but so and then we come back to the guy right beside him who is honestly i don't know what the crap that guy is well see if you look at the suit it's almost sort of a design close to kylo ren like the way his suit is like the guy on the left it would be more like a you know almost like a cross between kylo ren and like the emperor but yeah, this dude, the dude on yeah, the one you're talking about, he was the one hitting the high notes and stuff. He was he was crazy. But he, he, he looks more like a Sage <laughs> Ventress or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I was just like, I mean, I'm like, whatever, that's cool. Like I you know, if they wanted to kind of have their bid at the beginning, I'm like, oh, that's impressive because they do it all with their their mouths. I mean, yeah, the, they are like even the yeah. even the the beats and stuff, you know, it's no no instruments, it's all them. So I'm like, that's that's fine, but when the orchestra comes in, like they can yeah. like exit stage left, right, like wherever you got to go, leave. Yep. No, the plan was like somebody went. You know what's a good idea? When this when this orchestra comes up, I want you to sing with them, and they're like, oh yeah, we can do that. Like, no, <laughs> it just <laughs> sounded bad. Like it just it it, it was so bad. I I couldn't stand it. I was like, that's the worst decision. I had wished I had been in that room so I could have been like, wait, wait, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's take five. Let's go eat some cheese. And then we'll come yeah. back and I'll explain how bad of an idea that is. How about that? <laughs> I agree. But no, dude, Don't yeah. get me wrong. I like pentatonics. I mean, they, they do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, they're cool yeah, stuff. They're it, cool stuff. It's, it's not like I'm going to pop a, uh, their CD in into my radio and listen to them all the time. But when, when I do happen upon like Facebook and somebody's like, Oh, check this out. You know, I pull it up and I, and I watch it and I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty neat. I, you know, that's cool how they arrange that and how they get it sound like that. But don't screw with my star Wars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's just like any, any of that stuff, like any of that stuff. And that's, you know, dealing with star Wars or any other property. Like I, I enjoy, like, I, you know, it's a cool alternative where you can go, hey, man, like, you, I know you love this song. Check out this version. Like, it's it's interesting, right? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, like this is how bad it is. Like, I had a friend who had, um, you know, they make playlists. And mm-hmm. and it was, like, her playlist, I think, for, it was either for driving, like, a driving trip or it was, a like, a road trip or it was a flight. And, um, yeah, it was mainly just, it was just pentatonics. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? Like, and it was just like, either that or there would be, there was like some dude doing acoustic covers of all these songs or just all this. I mean, I'm just like, I'm like, man, like there's nothing like, there's nothing as good as the real thing. Like <laughs> I can't, yeah. I mean, there's such a market for it and you can, that's why they did it. Cause, and plus pentatonics is super hot right now for some reason. I, I don't know. Like I, I thought that they had already had their moment, but apparently they're getting big again. 
But um, you just don't understand. You just don't understand, Austin. I don't. I I know, man. I need to get cool with it. I need to get. I gotta, you know, I gotta become a believer and get my pentatonics on. I just don't. I don't understand what's wrong with me. Why are you hating? (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, uh, here's here's something. Spoiler alert. Okay, let let me sound off the alarm, Mm-mm. so so that nobody's uh, gonna fall into this trap of listening to this possible spoiler that I'm about to break down. But uh, here's the new spoiler alert sound. Sp- spoiler. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. Blurt. Spoiler. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, Mark Hamill on Twitter uh, was asked a question. He responded, uh, are you ready for this? I don't want to spoil it for you if you don't want to hear it. Uh, go ahead. What was the question, though? What was the question presented? I, I, I didn't even read that. Maybe he didn't even ask a question. Maybe this is just a statement. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, question. you know, like, what's your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite pie, Mark? He's like, you know what? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm about to spoil this movie for you. How about that? Yeah. It's, uh, he says, last shaved on October 22nd after final day of my second The Flash, which airs December 8th. Christmas oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. He says, just in time for episode eight. So apparently Luke Skywalker will be continuing on in the Force with Episode Eight. Huh? Did he already? Beard. Wow! I thought he had already filmed uh, some scenes well, for Episode Eight. Technically, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't anything official. It was just you know some dudes taking pictures or or chicks. I don't know. Somebody taking pictures from a camp from a helicopter. So I mean, and it could have been pickups. We don't know, right? For before the Force Awakens, but. Kind of confirmed it there that he'll be back. So, yeah, okay. I guess that was not good news. Oh, it's great. Like, I mean, I've, I already knew that, though. That's I, I didn't know that was a spoiler. I thought that that was already spoiled before. But I guess it's yeah. more official. Yeah. I guess it's more official that he's clearly saying what? it, but I thought it was already known. Yeah, what? Whatever, Austin. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to bring some inside <laughs> I mean, you... this podcast. Yeah. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. Don't be no crybaby. Bring me some real news. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get my uh, battle baton and I'm gonna come over there. <laughs> Meet me on Battlefront. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh gosh! All right, so that, uh, we're 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 getting close on time here. We're at the 53 minute mark. Wow! Uh, and since it's since it's Thanksgiving. We here at the Outer Rim News Podcast want to tell you what we're thankful for. Austin, would you like to start? Hmm, let's see. Besides the obvious, you know, thankful for family and friends and for this podcast and for the Outer Rim, Outer Rim News Network, you know. Um, let's oh, see. Make a big cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, the, the usual, and then, like, you know, thank you to Lucasfilm for, for continuing it on, and thanks for, to Disney for for buying the franchise and going, you know, and uh, keeping it alive, and Kathleen Kennedy for taking over as the, the head and really, really, you know, bringing life back into it. Because um, yep. now we're getting to do this. I mean, that's the reason, you know, now we have this podcast we can do, and um, mm-hmm. everything to look forward to now, and and because I mean, I was sitting there thinking about it the other day. I'm like, like you know, I'm gonna have pretty much just every every year I'll have something to look forward to. So that's great. And then in the meantime, we'll have the the cool stuff like the games to play now. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thankful for. Yeah. What about you? you? Well, well, you realize you'll never see the end of Star Wars. You'll never yeah. see that <laughs> final Star Wars movie because <laughs> we'll they just keep going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> you will die before it's over with. Um, so for me, I'm thankful for all the same things that you said you're thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for, uh, family and friends, uh, just being able to do this podcast, which is absolutely cool. It may not sound the best, 
Hey, we don't take as much notes. <laughs> yeah, we don't take as many notes. We might Google more than we should, but uh, we're we're uh, podcast uh, newbies, so we're we're still learning, and we're we're trying to make it better every week. We're 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 doing we're doing some research to try to make this thing sound better, and uh, I'm just thankful for being able to do this. Uh, I'm thankful for just getting to talk to you about Star Wars. At least once a week, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, thankful for, like you said, uh, Disney and and bringing this thing back. I'm, I'm what I'm really thankful for is Lucasfilm and Disney stepping up to the plate and letting Daniel Fleetwood watch watch the movie, you know, but before he passed away, that was that was that's pretty good on their part. So I'm thankful for that, and. uh I'm just thankful for the people out there that are listening to to Austin and I talk once a week. It just makes me want to cry. Y'all actually like to hear what we're talking about. As much as they can understand what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since we're so Southern here, you know. It's like we the we the re- rebel billion. Yep. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just thankful for that. And I'm just, yeah. Just thankful for the podcast. So, everybody, go have a great Thanksgiving this week with all your family, all your friends. Eat some, lo- eat lots of turkey, eat, eat lots of dressing. Enjoy Star Wars because it's going to be more ads and more commercials than you can shake a stick at in the next few weeks. And according to another article over here, it's only getting started uh, with the advertising campaign. So it's going to hit full force. Probably in a in a few days, which is just scary information because I'm 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 sort of the point I don't want to know anymore. <clears throat> but um, just go out, have a good Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week. Yeah, and be safe. Be with you. Yeah, be yes. safe. Uh, you know, watch out for ISIS. <laughs> I hear really? the roads are going to be very ISIS-y. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but but really to be safe. <laughs> Have fun, love your family, eat a lot, slip into some comas, wake up, you know, do it again, and peace, yeah. peace and love. Peace and love. May the force be with you. Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outer Rim News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. That right there, you should then cut to a pentatonics. Just to, just to make me angry, you should just cut to the pentatonics doing, this, doing the thing. Just bum, 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 bum